Hey, neighbor, thanks for stopping by the front porch. There's a great chill in the air, so let me get us both a cup of joe and some of that good Tennessee white pine, and we'll sit down and enjoy a good-smelling fire here in the chimney and a hot cup of joe. Hey, thank you so much for stopping by and listening to Guat.Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission, as always, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Today's episode is episode 66, Charles Schultz, The Man Who Missed Christmas. It's just a few short days until Christmas, a week from this coming Friday, 12 days starting tomorrow. A vast number of media outlets ran the news story this year of Apple's acquisition of the exclusive rights to the 25-minute animated television special A Charlie Brown Christmas, which first aired on network television back in 1965 and subsequently every year since then. The purchase ended a 54-year network broadcast streak for the famous cartoon. On its 55th anniversary as a part of the acquisition, Apple agreed and offered the special for free public viewing for three days, December 11th to the 13th. The television special brought to life the characters of artist Charles Schultz. A well-sourced Wikipedia article on the show states that Schultz's main goal for a Peanuts-based Christmas special was to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Schultz was adamant about Linus's reading of the Bible passage found in the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, the angelic annunciation to the shepherds. Despite producer Lee Mendelson and director Bill Melendez's concern that religion was a controversial topic, especially on television, Melendez recalled Schultz turned to him and remarked, if we don't do it, who will? Schultz's estimation proved accurate, and in the 1960s, less than 9% of television Christmas episodes contained a substantive reference to religion, according to university researcher Stephen Lind. It could also be worth noting that Linus's recitation of scripture was incorporated in such a way that it forms the climax of the film, thus making it impossible to successfully edit out. The Christmas special was the first animated TV special that brought to life the cartoon characters of the Peanuts gang. At the height of Schultz's career, that simple band of imaginary kids brought him personally 30 to $40 million annually. The brand has grossed over a billion dollars to date. The success of the Christmas special and the financial fortune to follow was not kind to the man who made the true meaning of Christmas known to millions and millions of people across the 55 years of its existence. It is estimated that first primetime night it aired on December 9, 1965 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, preempting the Munsters, that it was viewed by 45% of those watching television that evening, with the number of homes watching the special an estimated 15,490,000, placing it at number two in the ratings behind Bonanza on NBC. An October 2007 Newsweek article by Sharon Begley, The Dark Side of Charles Schultz, talks about the extramarital affair Schultz had beginning in 1970. He was 47, Tracy Claudius, whom he met when she photographed him for a magazine article, was 25. Joyce, his wife of 19 years and mother to their four children they had together, and her daughter from her first marriage, which he adopted, discovered the months-long affair. Schultz agreed to break it off, prompting fatalistic notes about love in the cartoon strip itself. A bereft-looking Snoopy atop his doghouse asks, What do you do when the girl beagle you love more than anything is taken from you, and you know you'll never see her again as long as you live? to which Snoopy knows in food dish provides his own answer, back to eating. In fact, Schultz did not give up his girl beagle and go back to eating. He kept seeing Tracy and a few months later proposed, while still married to Joyce, saying that as his wife, you could have anything you want. I make $4,000 a day. Schultz and his wife's marriage ended in divorce in 1972, but his intended marriage to Tracy never occurred. 
Instead, he married Jean Forsyth Clyde in September of 1973, whom he had first met when she brought her daughter to his hockey rink. They were married for 27 years until Schultz's death in 2000. Schultz's personal religious background was varied, raised in a nominally Lutheran family, then active in the Church of God as a young adult, then later a Sunday school teacher in the United Methodist Church. By the late 1980s, Schultz had stopped attending church of any kind and described himself as a secular humanist. He said, I do not go to church anymore. I guess you might say I've come around to secular humanism, an obligation I believe all humans have to others in the world we live in. In Tim Chaley's 2015 book review of A Charlie Brown Religion by author Stephen J. Lynn, he writes, Like Joyce, Schultz's first wife, his second wife, Jeannie, had no interest in the Christian faith. By this time, Schultz was no longer attending church and had lost much of his early enthusiasm for the Bible. Lynn speculates that within the tumult of a failing marriage and while in the midst of a private romantic affair, he no longer felt comfortable leading a study of the Bible. He soon began describing himself as a secular humanist, though Lynn points out that Schultz's statements reflected something more like a biblical humanism merely a loosening of the already open, thoughtful faith that he had held since before leaving Minnesota. It was not a reversal of his faith, nor was it a signal of a personal religious crisis, but it was also a clear sign that he did not hold to Orthodox Christian beliefs. Over time, he came to hold something closer to universalism, believing there were others who were part of that kingdom without even knowing it, without believing in Jesus. They were worshiping God through their heart attitudes and their merciful actions, regardless of their theological beliefs. In November 1999, Schultz suffered several small strokes in a blocked aorta, and he was later found to have colon cancer that had metastasized. Because of the chemotherapy and the fact that he could not see clearly, he announced his retirement on December 14, 1999. This was difficult for Schultz, who told Al Roker on the Today Show, I never dreamed that this was what would happen to me. I always had the feeling that I would probably stay with the strip until I was in my early 80s, but all of a sudden it's gone. It's been taken away from me. Schultz died in perplexity and despair that he had not been given more years to live at his home on February 12, 2000 at the age of 77 of colon cancer. The last original peanut strip was published the next day. Wow. Merry Christmas. Friend, you and I suffer a multitude of trials in this life, some from our own bad choices and some at the hands of mean people and some trials that are just life. We are all going through the most strenuous trial that has occurred in my lifetime of 61 years. That is saying a lot, my friend, but I can testify regardless of all the trials of my life, I have never come close to even being tempted for one moment to forsake the Savior who has been born to us in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord. Who can explain the enigma who was Charles Schultz? You and I must each hold fast to the truth of Jesus and his gospel regardless what comes our way in this unpredictable life, or in the end of it all, we too will have missed Christmas. Friend, don't let the garbage that pours forth from our government and incessantly pounds our minds ever since 9-11 steal your joy and your celebration of the birth of Jesus. He deserves our attention, our worship, our devotion. Friends, at this point, I was going to end the podcast with my usual closure, and with that, I bid you peace. Then the Lord did something amazing. He brought to mind the scripture that says that the government will be on his shoulders. I thought about it earlier in the day, forgot about it. Then as I finished this podcast, God said, Kenny, here's the truth. The government shall be on his shoulders. Friends, when we keep in mind what God did when he split time and eternity with the incarnation 
of Almighty God, Jesus, come in the flesh forever to be the infinite God-man, that he did something marvelous that can never be erased. And regardless of whatever garbage we go through and that's being slung our way, that the prophet Isaiah reminds us of this in Isaiah chapter 9. Listen to these timely words. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and, and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Dear friend, think about what the scripture says. Regardless of what comes our way, what Jesus did can never be overturned, can never be overthrown, can never be reneged on, can never be taken away, that God has placed on him on his great shoulders, the government of the world. Folks, these are mighty words today. They should cause us to have great joy during this Christmas time, regardless of what is happening in our personal lives, in our culture, in our government, and in our world. Dear friend, with that, I bid you peace. Friend, if you're a regular listener at this point, you probably turned the podcast off because you think you've already heard what I usually say, but this is not the usual closing comments. This podcast is for someone in your life today who is going through an extremely difficult time because of the world's circumstances. So I invite you, take just a moment, send someone a link to this podcast. Let them know that if they will listen to this show, that they will be inspired and be hopeful and be joyful and not miss the joy of Christmas this season. So give it some thought, pass it on, have a blessed day.